week we went on a mission trip. For those of you who aren't aware of it, if anyone's not aware, we went to, uh, down to uh, Pine Mountain, Kentucky. I'm still not sure how this works, but the mission's address is Pine Mountain, Kentucky. But if you go on the internet, I looked it up, and it's Bledsoe, Kentucky. But I sent a letter to Pine Mountain, Kentucky, and I'm not sure. I guess it all gets there. I don't know. I'm just not sure how that works. But Pine Mountain is a great big mountain that stretches clear, I don't know, quite a ways. Long, long. We, we could look at it out the end of the valley. We were sitting in a valley like this. The mountains went up about like that. And then you could see Pine Mountain out the end. The sun was always shining on Pine Mountain, I noticed. It was always shining out there, even though it was dark in there where we were. Um, but we went down to a mission called Living Waters Mission. Um, go ahead and I got some pictures. Um, I just want to encourage you. There's pictures on the back table that Jenny took, and she did a lot better than I did with my iPad. So look at those pictures. You get a lot, lot clearer picture of uh, what it was. But this was the mission. And in the background, that's Pine Mountain. And uh, the mission sets next to a road. There's a road to our left. Yeah, just wait. Yeah, stay on that one for a while. And there was a road to our left, and then uh, it was a narrow strip where they put these houses, and the mountain backed right up against the houses on the right, and, and the mission sets in there. Um, the mission is called Living Waters, and they basically provide food, clothes. Um, I noticed a couple bikes went out one day to children, and uh, this lady distributes these items to three counties. And she's got a vehicle that's got 300,000 miles on it. Yeah. 300,000 miles, and she, she does this delivering to people in this whole area. Um, one woman she shared that uh, there's a lady she delivers to that does all of her cooking all year round outdoors. She cooks all her food outdoors year round. I assume because she doesn't have electricity. And, uh, and she shares and prays for everyone she delivers, she delivers food to. Um, this mission was started by um, her father and mother, Alva Boggs, and now Connie Boggs is the one that's, that runs this mission. Down the road was a, a nephew, and his name was Nathan, Pastor Nathan. He has a place called Laurel Mission. Laurel Mission, we went there and visited them one morning. Um, he has a store. It's kind of like a Goodwill store. Um, it's open twice a week to deliver or to distribute food or clothes it, that distributes clothes and and some home items in there. I hope op- we opened the door. We could look in, and uh, I don't know how big it was. Maybe it's about the size of the stage, I suppose. And uh, had two rows down it. There's about fifteen people in there looking for stuff, and just wasn't much room to walk in and look around. But you could see what they were doing. And and uh, one thing that's interesting is they they charge minimal for the food or for the clothes. And the items that the people buy, just so they feel like they're not getting a handout. But he said, if people can't afford it, that they will give them something for nothing. So it's, um, they also have a food distribution. They were handing out a few food the day we were there. And he said a lot of times when they do a food distribution, people just line up clear out and down the road to get food. Um, one of the interesting things about the, this mission, this young man that runs it, he, uh, he's a pastor. He also has a youth group that meets, I don't know what night he meets, but he meet, has a youth group, youth group that meets there. And he goes into the mountains with uh, vans and picks up kids and brings them, brings them to his youth group. And uh, he, was just, he was just really good. He also has opportunities for youth groups to come down in the summer 
and do work projects. Um, you can go down and build various things for people in the area. Um, I believe at the time we were there, they were going out and build, actually building a house, building a house. And so I said, well, wow, that'd be really good for our youth to come down and uh, be in a project like that. And, and they have dorms there, uh, boys and girls dorms. And he said, that'd be great. He said, I'm already booked next June and July. So, so if, we wanna, if we think about doing it, why, we'd have to get going. Um, and that was, that was separate from where we were. We were up at the other mission. And uh, this mission is um, um, just really, really interesting. And one of the stories he told was this mission, there's a chapel there. And uh, the church, you know, these folks, they, they work together, these two. They're, they're related. Anyway, the fellow that lives up at the other mission comes down and pastors the, the church there at Laurel Mission. And they were telling about a work crew that came in there to work on the church. There was a lady that polished the bell. She polished it so they could paint it. And she said to him, she says, well, it's funny. There's, there's grooves in the bell, real deep grooves. And she wondered what that was from. And they said, well, actually, the neighbor across the road, when he uh, drinks a little too much, he gets his gun out, and he uses the bell for target practice <laughs> and puts grooves in it. So that's what the grooves were from. And as as the pastor who we stayed with, or Ken, he said, it's kind of a redneck thing. He, right, he said, he said it once in a while. Well, that's just a redneck thing, but I had to kind of laugh at that. Um, so it was interesting, the story. This Laurel Mission was started by two ladies from Van Wert, Ohio. Oh, well, that's just really, you know, I was like, I perked up when they said, two ladies from Van Wert, Ohio. Well, it actually turns out that these two ladies from Van Wert felt a call to Appalachia in the 1930s. Now, you understand where we went. We traveled on road. Back in the 1930s, it had to be a whole lot different than what we just experienced. And they went to Pine Mountain, which was what we saw. They went up on Pine Mountain and tried to start a mission, and it didn't work. I, always, I didn't get any details, but I always find this very interesting, that they went to one place, and they tried to start something that didn't work. And so they got on a train. They got on a train. Now, it's hard to picture, but Pine Mountain sits way over here. And they got on a train over there. And they ran down through where we were staying. Because the house, well, right across from where we were staying, one of the houses. One day I was talking to Ken. And Ken said, well, the train used to come down the side of this mountain. Now, this mountain sits like this. He said, well, the train, he said, yeah. He said, if you crawl up there a little bit, there's a flat spot. Flat spot where they put that train. I was going, really? Because for us to get, we, we, to work on his uh, roof, his little room he had, we put a roof on there. To get up and look at it, his house sets this far from the mountain, okay? So there's no room for a ladder. And he said, oh, that's okay. So see that tree over there? It's got a rope. It's got knots tied in it. And we went over and had, we grabbed a rope, and we literally pulled ourselves up the rope, grabbed this tree, and then worked our way up on a tree to a little bit of a flat spot to jump over on his roof. Okay? Now, then he says up a little bit further, there's a flat spot where a train used to run. And I'm thinking, train. Can you imagine? Can you imagine building a train? And it ran. And so these ladies got on Pine Mountain. They got on a train, and they came down through here. And it stopped at Laurel Mission. It wasn't a mission then, but it stopped there. It didn't go any further. And nobody explained to me, and I didn't ask the question, why did you build a railroad from Pine Mountain to nowhere? I mean, 
I mean, at that time, there was nothing there. And they stopped and they said, this must be where we need to start the mission. And Ken says, now it's a perfect spot because it's right in between everything. It's, it's like, now it's perfect. The Lord knew it was going to be perfect. But at that time, it was in the middle of nowhere. So these two ladies started this mission down there and, and did what they believed God called them to do. I, I just find that so intriguing how they went to one place and it didn't work, got on a train to nowhere and stopped and started a mission. And now it, you know, it's ministering to all kinds of people. I still say that God knows things we don't know. That we, we think we know what's going on and we don't know. Things happen in life and we go, well, that doesn't make sense. Or that, why did that happen? Or that, I don't get it. God knows. God knows. And we may never see, you know, these ladies never saw this mission now. They didn't see that. But they were just faithful to do what God showed them to do. So, Anyway, so there's these two missions. So we were at Living Waters, put up number two. And so we were putting a roof on, okay? There's, there's the roof pretty much, that's pretty much kind of completed. That's the chapel. This used to be a school, and uh, it closed down as a school. And now that's the building they distribute uh, the food and items out of. They collect them in there, and they distribute them. Um, Thanksgiving, we're going to be collecting items and sending them down to the mission, Bob. Carpenter is going to be taking them down there around Thanksgiving. So we're going to, we've got a list of things that we're going to give you. And, and we're going to set a day when we're going to have them. We're not, we can't collect them here. So understand this. You're going to have to collect them at home. Okay. And then we're going to have to have a day when we can bring them all here. And then we'll, Bob will have a trailer and we can put them in his trailer. So we're going to work all that out. But, but um, so that's the building to your left, that building. I, I don't know. I'm not for sure, but I'd say that building to the left was 40 by 60 or something, 70, I don't know. And then to your right, there was another building that went out connected to it that was probably 30 by another 30 or something like that. And then a little porch roof that came out to your right there. And so we had to strip the roof. We went in on Monday. There was We had to strip the roof and put down metal. And uh, there were six of us, um, Mike and Jenny McDonald, Paula Walters, Danny Gundy, myself, and Bob, and uh, the six of us, we did that project. At the end of the first day, we had the back roof done and the little part stripped. Second day, we finished stripping the top roof, the big roof, and put all the metal down and had the trim on at the end of the second day. It was kind of amazing, and it was hot. It was hot. Too hot for old people to be out there. So we didn't have any old people, so it worked. <laughs> so um, on, an, on, a, on a day, um, go to number three now. Um, there's, there's the roof. There's the roof when it's pretty much, uh, pretty much done. Pretty much done. That little strip of siding there that went up beside the roof, we had to take that siding off and cut it because the roof now got bigger. So we had to take all that little strip off, cut it, and put it back up. So... So that's pretty much the roof complete. Um, a normal schedule was um, we got up about 7.30 in the morning, had breakfast, um, devotions, and then we were at work by 8 o'clock, and we worked till n- about noon, and then we worked from about 1 to 6. Very interesting being in the mountains. Never been in the mountains before. Never realized that they don't see sunrise, and they don't see sunset. I never thought about that. 
And the mountain's like this and the mountain's like this. We're shaded till about 10 o'clock in the morning. And about 3 o'clock, we'd sit there. We'd, we'd start back up about 1 o'clock and about 2 o'clock we'd take a break. We'd watch the shade come and when the shade got back over the building about 3, we'd go back to work. <laughs> but yeah, the shade would come back over the building about 3 o'clock. Just, that's, that was just something very unusual. Um, we uh, then had, uh, well, let's go to number four. This is our sleeping facilities um, for the guys. Um, Mike, uh, let me say, Mike and Ginny and Paula had a bedroom, okay? <laughs> and we had a bedroom. That was, our, that was, our, that was one of the beds. There's three beds in that room, and it was a great big room, and uh, very, very comfortable. I mean, it was good, good sleep. It was air-conditioned, so we weren't, we weren't struggling with... Uh, sleeping facilities but we uh we slept in there and and uh, really worked out well go to number five one of the best times was the fellowship um we had we had quite a bit of time for that because guess what there's nothing else to do <laughs> you 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 had to, you had to dr- we had to drive an hour if you i mean to do anything else you'd have to drive an hour there was a convenience store down the road about four miles and somebody one night wanted to go to the convenience store, and it was 5 till 8. So Ken says, let me call down there. So he gets on the phone, and he calls the convenience store. He says, how late are you going to be open? The lady that answers the phone says, I don't know. I don't work here. <laughs> she said, I'm pumping gas. I just picked up the phone. <laughs> he, and he, Ken, bless her, he goes, it's a redneck thing. <laughs> and so they got in a car since it wasn't very far, and they drove down, and they were still open. But, but that was it. That was the post office convenience store. But, but we had great times of fellowship. We, you know, we did a funny thing. We just sat and talked to one another. <laughs> just sit and, we sat and encouraged one another and, and just had a great time getting to know one another. Um, on, the, on the right to the other side is um, Ken, Ken and his wife on the end, um, and that Second one is Ken, Pastor Ken. And the next one is Connie, who runs the mission. We're sitting there talking one night, and they said they're United Brethren. I said, really, United Brethren? I said, well, we've got a United Brethren church close to us. As a matter of fact, my, my brother-in-law is a pastor in the United Brethren church. And I don't know how, who mentioned the name, but he, he said something about Mark Ralph, who's a pastor at Mount Zion. And I said, yeah, it's just right beside us. They go, you got to be kidding. They said, Mark's, Mark's our first cousin. And I went, now wait a minute. Can this be real? Wow. And sure enough, so one of the nights we were, we were filling, uh, stuffing letters for her. And I happened to get Pastor Mark's letter, so I wrote him a note. Hi, Mark. I'm in Kentucky. Greetings. <laughs> Stuffed it back in the envelope, so I haven't heard from him yet. But, uh, but no, we just, uh, we had, that was our kitchen. That was our kitchen. That's where we ate. And uh, we just had a great time of, Great time of fellowship and sharing with these people. Just wonderful, wonderful people. Um, we, had a, we had a great team that worked together. Um, it was just pretty amazing. We joked a lot about being Amish. You know, they tell me that when Amish build buildings, they don't talk a lot. They just kind of do it. And that's what we tried to pattern ourselves after. Just, you know, oh, we had a good time talking too. But uh, we joke about, well, no, don't talk too much. I just got to keep working, you know. And, Kind of everybody kind of knew what to do, and it was just kind of amazing. It went really well. You know, we ask you to pray, and uh, 
You know, sometimes we think, well, yeah, we pray for them. And, and I know some of you really do, and most of you do. But, you know, we don't, we don't think about it how important it is sometimes. How important it is to pray. You know, because on the first day as we're putting metal roof on, we got the metal roof half done on the back side, and Danny decided that he needed to sit down instead of standing on the roof. And he said, I kind of forgot that you don't sit on metal roofs. And when he sat down on the roof, he slid. When he stopped, his feet were over the edge. And he said, I just stopped. And you know, he said, I just stopped. Well, underneath that roof was rocks. I mean, it was rocky. It was on the edge of a little creek that ran right beside his building. It would have been a nasty, nasty fall. You know, so... It is important. It is important for prayers, you know, to pray because, you know, it was, it was well, it was dangerous, I guess. You know, he had to say there was some danger involved. You know, somebody could have, you know, you, you could have been cut handling metal. You know, a lot of things can happen in those situations. So, so you know, prayer is important. We never want to underestimate that. And, uh, you know, financially, you know, we just uh, thank you for giving. We, we were able to give... Um, $3,700 to put that roof on. So, um, yeah. I want, to, I want to read a scripture for you from Matthew, the 10th chapter. Matthew 10, verse 40 says, He who receives me, and he who receives me, receives him who sent me. And he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. You know, when it says we receive somebody, to me, you know, that can mean a lot of things. It means you can receive them and accept what they're doing. Maybe you might receive them in your home as a manner of hospitality to take somebody in to care for them. It might mean participating with what someone is doing. Um, it might mean giving financially. It might mean preparing, per, um, praying for them. Um, it might be encouraging them. You know, when we receive what somebody's doing, I believe that we become a part of that. So I really believe, folks, that, you know, we're all going to, whatever the reward part, when, that's not for ours to worry about. But whatever that is, I believe we're all going to receive that. We're all going to receive that because we're all a part of that. You know, we're all a part of that. So when someone does something, we encourage them or participate with them. I believe that God sees all of that as one, that everybody, you know, receives that part. Um, I want to just say a special thank you to Bob, um, you know, for allowing us to go. It was... Um, It was good. Um, it was, it was encouraging. Um, there was just lots of, lots of things that um, were just good about going, for me personally. Okay. Um, so on the second night, or maybe it was the third night. How many nights were you there? Were you there three? I don't know. Three. Maybe it was the second. Were you there two? I don't know. One of the nights we last night we were there. Bob. He shared with us that night singing for us, okay? And uh, 
as he sang one song, um, as I was thinking about today, I just thought it was really important or appropriate to um, have him share one of the songs he shared with us that night. And uh, it kind of just sums up um, our thoughts to you. So, Bob, why don't you come up and... And uh, if you have anything you want to add to my what I said, why well, please feel free. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. You know, I knew Bob and I grew up kind of together. Um, you know, he was on that side of Wayne, I was on that side of Wayne, and, and went to school together. He was a couple years apart, but, um, you know, we've known each other through the years, but uh, one thing about mission trips and being together, you get to know somebody a little bit better, and and that was that was a good part of the good part of the trip too. So, so just thank you for for every part that you played in in the trip, and uh, just thank God we had the opportunity to to give. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that that we can touch lives, and, and Lord, just help us remember that we touch lives in so many ways. Sometimes we think we don't do anything, but Lord, we can be encouragers. We can pray for one another. Lord, we can give. Lord, just remind us of all that we can do. We thank you for being with us, Lord, for watching over us. Lord, as we go forth, pray that you might help us to watch for opportunities to touch lives, to touch those around us that are discouraged, those that have no hope. Lord, we might bring your word to them. Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you for being with us. Dismiss us now with your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.